0: Today, welcome to Partakers and our series, Wow Jesus, looking at the life of Jesus as told in the primary documents about him, the four gospels of the New Testament. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and Jesus' teaching. Luke records in Luke chapter 4 verse 31 to 32, then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath began to teach the people. They were amazed at his teaching, because his message had authority. This event in Capernaum was not a one-off occurrence. Frequently the writers of the Gospel remark how people viewed Jesus' teaching as authoritative. But what was it that made his teaching authoritative? Jesus' manner of teaching shared much in common with other teachers of 1st century Palestine. His teachings frequently included Old Testament texts, exaggerated hyperbole, telling of parables, rhythmic poetry aiding memorization, and the predicting of future events, and they were all common teaching practice at the time, in both religious and secular circles. Most of the teaching we have in the Gospels about Jesus and from Jesus did not arise out of formal settings, but rather through personal encounters, engagements with the religious leaders, and the inherent need to teach his disciples. However, it is not so much his manner of teaching that created the air of authority about him, but rather what he taught that did. Matthew 7 verse 28 to 29. So what did Jesus teach? Throughout the Gospels, Jesus appeals to the Old Testament scriptures in every facet of his teaching. Founded on Old Testament texts were his moral and legal teachings. Matthew 5 verse 17 to 48. The historical stories. Matthew 24 verse 27 to 29, and in his frequent debates with the religious leaders. Jesus used Old Testament scripture. An example is Mark 7, verse 6 to 13. Quite possibly, the supreme example of his teaching can be found in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 and chapter 6 and chapter 7. Whilst mainly speaking to his disciples, he allowed the crowds to listen in. And in this discourse... All of Jesus' teachings are exhibited. Key themes from the Sermon on the Mount include a Christian disciple's character, influence, righteousness, religion, devotional life, ambition, and relationships. And Jesus taught about the Kingdom of God. Jesus preached that entrance to the Kingdom of God was through repentance, Matthew 3 verse 2, and that this repentance led to a spiritual rebirth. John chapter 3 verses 1 to 8. He calls all Christian disciples to seek it first, Matthew 6 verse 33, and to pray for it, Matthew 6 verse 10. But what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God, as taught by Jesus, was not a political uprising against the Romans, as thought by James and John, Mark chapter 10 verse 35 to 45, and nor is it the church. The kingdom of God was and is both a personal inner spiritual relationship with God as ruler over the life of the Christian disciple, but also the Christian disciple exhibiting this relationship with God in a visible new society, Matthew 25 verse 34 and Luke 13 verse 29. The parable such as the corn in the weeds of Matthew 13 and the mustard seed of Mark chapter 4 typified Jesus' teaching on this. And what did Jesus teach regarding himself? Whilst Jesus never directly claimed to be God, he did things only God could do. He claimed authority to forgive sins. Matthew chapter 9, verse 1-7 to 7. He also claimed that he and he alone was the only way to the Father when he said in John 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. His claim to be the Messiah or Son of Man is an appeal to Old Testament texts and their subsequent fulfillment and completion in Him. Mark chapter 8 verse 29 to 33. Primarily his teaching that the Messiah must suffer and be glorified was also an appellation to Old Testament scripture. Luke chapter 9 verse 31, Luke chapter 12 verse 50, and John chapter 10 verse 11 to 15. Perhaps the prime method that he used was with parables. And throughout the Gospels we see that Jesus spoke a lot in parable form. A parable is an allegory or picture story. He did this in order to get his message across completely. And the parables as recorded in the Gospels mainly fall into four categories. Society and its God. An example of this would be the parable of the sheep of Luke chapter 15 whereby God is seen as a God of grace. Or society and the individual. An example of this would be the parable involving the rich fool who thought his wealth would make God love him more. Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. Then there was the society and the community. And a good example here would be the parable of the Good Samaritan, whereby everyone is to show love, even for their enemies. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. Then finally, society and the future. And an example here would be the parable of the great feast, whereby the future climax of the kingdom is seen. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 33. And who did he teach? The gospel writers attributed Jesus as a teacher, Mark chapter 5, verse 35, and John 7, verse 15, despite his lacking the formal requirements usually attained by rabbis. The Gospel writers also refer to him as a prophet, Luke chapter 7 verse 16, John 6 verse 14. And he was recognized as such by people, Mark chapter 6 verse 15, and Mark chapter 8 verse 28. And there were three main groups of people that Jesus interacted with and taught. There were large crowds, his twelve disciples, and the religious leaders. Firstly, the crowds. When Jesus taught large gatherings of people, It was always based on evidential facts and it was always, as Luke described, good news, Luke 4 verse 18, because God gave it to Jesus. Crowds recognized that Jesus had a confident manner of speaking, Mark 1 verse 22. It must be noted that in the presence of crowds, Jesus didn't actively reveal who he was, Mark 1 verse 44, Mark 3 verse 11 to 12 and Mark 9 verse 9. And then there was the teachings to his disciples. Many of Jesus' recorded teachings were to his disciples, but in the midst of crowds, such as the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 verse 1, Matthew 7 verse 28. However, on more precise requirements of discipleship or about himself or the future of God's kingdom, Jesus usually only taught his disciples concerning his true identity, even though they sometimes failed to grasp it. Mark 8 verse 27 to 33 and the final group were the religious leaders because of jesus's popularity and the activities he was involved with the religious leaders soon took notice of him jesus respected the law of moses and moses's authority mark 1 verse 22 he gave his own unique interpretation and as such attracted the opposition of the religious leaders who had taught a different interpretation An example of this is in Jesus' interpretation of the Sabbath, Mark chapter 2 verse 23 to 38, the healings he performed, John chapter 5 verse 1 to 18, fasting and ritual cleanliness, Mark 7 verse 1 to 5, and for consorting with sinners, Luke chapter 7 verse 34. Jesus criticized the religious leaders for amongst other things, their lack of compassion and the weighty burdens they placed upon others, Matthew chapter 23, Mark 12, verse 38 to 40, and Luke 11, verse 37 to 54. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. Read Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. How can I as a Christian disciple be salt and light to my community? Question 2. Read Mark chapter 4 verse 10 to 20. How does Jesus speak to me as a Christian disciple? And how does the Holy Spirit help me to interpret what scripture says? Question 3. Read Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27. In what ways am I as a Christian disciple sometimes like a wise builder? and yet at other times also like the foolish builder. Thank you.